Thank you for downloading the NY Balls podcast. If you'd like to contact the authors of this podcast, Andrew Schwartz and Brian Schwartz, please email us at ny.balls.podcast at gmail.com. And welcome to the AFC preview on the NY Balls podcast. This is Andrew Schwartz along with Brian Schwartz. Uh, if you have been listening along, we just covered the AFC East. And now we're going to move on to the AFC North. Um, give a quick rundown again. We're going to talk about the biggest story in the division, who we think the best offensive and defensive players are, a, a sleeper pick, depending on how you want to define sleeper for fantasy, and uh, how we think the divisions are going to end. Uh, this is an interesting division, a lot of player movement going on in the offseason. Um, I think this might just be close to as interesting as the AFC East, to tell you the truth. It's getting there. I mean, the reality reality TV consequences are immense in this division. And the amount of T-shirts being made by teammates. Yeah. I, I mean, I think Jessica was watching Bachelor Pad the other night, and I saw Ben Roethlisberger slip in and slip out, so I don't know what happened. <laughs> I mean, you were watching it. That's okay. No, she doesn't even watch that show. That was, a to- that, was a, that was just a totally creative joke. All right. So, Brian, what do you got for the biggest story? Uh, biggest story in this division... Uh, like you said, there's a lot of player movement, but to me, it has to be how Pittsburgh will adapt and change and adjust during those first four or six games that Rafelsberger is out. You literally just said the same thing I did. I mean, it, it has to be the biggest story because uh, I, I was checking out their schedule earlier today, doing a little research for the pod, as I like to say, and, and that's what we say in the pod circles. Yeah. Uh, wow. Their schedule is not that bad. It's actually pretty easy, and at the end, it's really easy. It's Byron Leftwich, though. So, but at the beginning, it's a little bit tough. If they could get through those, I'm going to say four games because it's probably going to be four games. If they could get through those four, you know, two and two, even I see this as like maybe an 11 win team. Uh, as long as Roethlisberger doesn't lose a step because during that suspension he can't you know what was he can't even come to practice he can't use the facilities he can't go out that's why you know he can't get in trouble right he can get in trouble i mean that's what like on hard knocks they were talking about santonio Holmes suspension the thing they're most worried about isn't whether or not he'll be able to get integrated into the offense again and whether he'll be in shape it's whether he's going to f up during those. Well, four let me weeks. Just say one thing. There's one thing Santonio Holmes is not good at, and that's integration. I'm just going <laughs> to. But yeah, you don't you don't know what he's going to do during those four weeks. So uh, it's got to it's got to be Roethlisberger and his four weeks away from the team. All right. Well, let me take this a little step further then, because um, I had the same idea you did. But um, do you think that they're going to have enough offense if even when he does come back? Especially at the wide receiver position with Santonio Holmes now gone. I mean, another guy, Heinz Ward, he's a year older. Uh, I believe Lima Sweet is hurt, right? Uh, yes, so, he is, but he was also underachieving when he's not hurt. Yes, I mean, I guess uh, a lot they of people, like They like Mike Wallace. A lot. Everyone likes Mike Wallace a lot, but I, you, you just don't know. I, I, and, and I know Mendenhall was good last year, um, but. You know, he's a guy. He's still a young running back. Yeah, see him do it again. I'm just, I'm just kind of curious if the, the uh, reason I don't worry about it as much is because when you have a quarterback like Roethlisberger that is kind of, he's an improv kind of guy. He he avoids the rush. He holds the ball no, a little he does longer. He not avoid the rush. He just, gets... he, he just he just moves the rush. I guess. Yes. So he, you know, he allows 
lesser skill position players more time to get open. And you yeah. can only cover for so long. So uh, I don't – and, you know, Steelers, bad weather later in the season. They know how to play sloppy. I think their defense is going to be much improved over last year now that they're healthy. So I, I don't know. I, I like the Steelers. I'm high on the Steelers this year. Okay. All right. Uh, best offensive player, most complete offensive player in this division. Uh, I'm going to go with... Lots of big names in this division. I know. I'm going to go with Raymond Rice, actually. Uh, Are you sure his name's Raymond? I, I, I don't know. Maybe. Could be Rashid. It's a, it's a bit of a family name for me, so... Uh, or Ray, Ray Shaniqua. I don't think he's a woman. He went to Rutgers. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Amos. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I'm go- I I think Ray Rice. Uh, he is a he's a complete running back. He can catch the ball. Um, I just think he he's totally dominant. I think there's a lot of very very good offensive players in this division that are getting older, and I think Ray Rice. Is I, I think he's gonna get even better than he was last year. So I'm going Ray Rice for my offensive player. I'm gonna go for the most complete offensive player angle, and I'm gonna pick someone I actually don't particularly like very much. Okay. Uh, this is because I was at a, a Giants Ravens game two years ago, and uh, seats are in the corner. You you went uh, you went with me once. Yes. And you remember those seats were so. This guy scored a touchdown. And they were losing like thirty to ten. Yeah, uh, the Ravens were losing thirty to ten, and he did like a fake, like pull down his pants and shake his butt kind of thing. And the Todd Heap would never do that. <laughs> I am not picking the Storm and Mormon. <laughs> uh, I'm actually going to pick Leron McLean, and I know it's a little bit of an odd pick, but you think he's the best offensive player in the league? No, he's the most. I think he's if what he's asked to do at his position, I think he's the most complete in that division because. He actually he can run the ball as a fullback, which is nice. He's an excellent blocker. He's an excellent pass catcher. So he kind of does everything that they're asked to. I know it's a bit of a stretch, but I think it's I don't a big know. stretch. I, I couldn't pick Roethlisberger, and I knew you were going to pick Ray Rice. So Why I just think I was going to pick Ray Rice. I just had an idea that you were going to pick Ray Rice. The Raymond, the family name thing. You could you could have picked. So many more people than I, I, I like. I really like what he brings. I, to the I'm table. not letting you off the hook. He brings toughness, and he does. If we're talking about most complete players as a fullback, he fulfills all the things that a fullback is supposed to do. Does Ray any Rice doesn't Ray Rice fulfill everything you need a running back to do? He can block. No, they take him out at the goal line. They put in Willis McGahey or Leron McLean to get the touchdowns. Oh my god! Hey, so he has a hole in his game. Leron McLean only has a hole in his pants, and Antonio Cromartie has the same hole in his pants. Yeah, apparently. All right. All right. Whatever. Next category, best reality show on VH1. Is it Chad Ochocinco or Tio? It's got to be Chad Ochocinco. It is such a good show. Not even close. He he violated so many ethics laws in the last show by having his sports psychologist give therapy sessions to the girls and then watch the tape of the therapy sessions. Yeah. I mean... He is just beyond awesome, and he's totally harmless. Mm, I agree. So, I, I love I love Ocho Cinco. He's a very nice, very nice human being. But the best defensive player in this division, lot a lot of good defense. Yes, in this division. Um, a couple years ago, I probably would have said Ed Reed, 
but I think I actually have to go with Troy Palomalu. After I don't really like him very much, but after last year um, with him getting hurt, there are so many good players on that defense, and he really does kind of hold that, you know, that secondary together. Now, I, I know you, the announcers like Gruden they go psycho over him because oh he makes all these instinctive plays and blah 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 blah, but, but just in general the guy holds the back end of that defense together. They have so much they have so many guys up front, Casey Hampton, um, you know, uh jeez, uh, I'm completely Lamar Woodley, you know, everyone up there. The the guys are great linebackers and, and linemen. And Palomalu is a guy in that secondary that really kinda holds that team together. So I'm gonna say Troy Palomalu. I was I was actually listening to uh, it must have been a podcast or whatever radio show and Troy Palomalu was interviewed. And they asked him... You thought you know, it was John Hartz. <laughs> I did think it was a woman for a little while. Uh, the hair, the voice, it was terrible. But uh, they asked him, why do you... You know, they said, obviously, you're a terrific player and the defense suffered without you last year. Yes. Do you think the defense will be better this year with you back? And he, without hesitation, said, the reason why we weren't good on defense last year was because Aaron Smith got hurt, not because of me. Aaron Smith is 3-4 defensive end. He's been on the Steelers for 10 years. He's the heart of that defense. And when Troy Palomalu that, said that, it made up my decision that Troy Palomalu is the best defensive player in this division. Oh. <laughs> because he said that. And, I, you know. Because so he knows it's him, but he's being selfless. He, exactly. He knows it's him. He And they say he's instinctive, and rightfully so. And sometimes he's caught out of position, but he makes some incredible plays. And I kind of – he wasn't hurt a lot in his career until last season. Yep. So, like, the whole Bob Sanders makes the Colts defense really good argument for Bob Sanders being a terrific safety is exactly what happened with Troy Palomalu last year. When Sanders goes out, the Colts defense suffers. But we didn't know about what would happen when Troy Palomalu goes out. And when he and his hair went to the sidelines, that Steelers defense was not even close to what it was. All right. So I, I agree with you. It's got to be Troy Palomalu. Sweet. All right. How about uh, who is your fantasy sleeper? Uh, fantasy sleeper, I think, uh, a little bit weird. I'm going to take a quarterback here. I know a lot of people like Joe Flacco to have a big year with Bolden there and uh, maybe a more balanced offense. But I'm actually going to take Carson Palmer. Okay. Uh, I think he's. you can get him really, really late. I I don't even know if he's in the – He's is he a top 15 quarterback? I don't even know. He's, he's uh, top I 20. He should, I think he should be. I, I think he should be, but I think you could get him in double-digit rounds in most drafts. I agree. For sure. You know, uh, you, I don't and, think you'd want to take him – I don't think you I don't think you would want to try to take him before that because there's a decent chance he would be there. And if you don't, it's it, a reach. Yeah, I mean I think if you're the type of person that waits on quarterbacks – you take him and another guy like really close together and hope that one of them will break out. And I think Carson Palmer, you know, people forget how good he was. And that was when he had his best offense, when he had Hushman Zada and he had the then Chad Johnson. You know, he's a terrific quarterback. He's a great thrower. He's a great downfield thrower. Very uh, over-to-the-top release, sees over the offensive line. He's got a lot of weapons this year. And I think people are going to try to shut down the running game a little bit more because that's where their strength was last season. He's got Ocho Cinco. He's got an aging but still effective in some respects T.O. Caldwell's a good slot receiver. If Antonio Bryant's healthy, you know, I never liked him, but he's got to be a decent third receiver. They drafted Gresham. Yeah. Uh, Bernard Scott can catch the ball out of the backfield. I really like Carson Palmer as a starting quarterback in a 10-team fantasy league this season. Okay. 
I uh, I actually originally had a guy you just mentioned, uh, Andre Caldwell. Um, I think he could. Uh, yeah, if Palmer does have a good year, I think he could reap some of the benefits there. So, um, but the guy I'm, I'm taking is actually another quarterback, and that's Ben Roethlisberger. Um, he's kind of always underrated in fantasy a bit, but he always puts up decent numbers. Uh, I know Pitt- this this year he's going to be way underrated. Yes, and that's the whole point. Uh, you, it depends. Where he, he, he's a guy you could wait on, and if he's there in the correct round, you take him. As long as you can get someone that's going to cover you for the beginning of the year, um, he could he could make it be a good play for you. I mean, could if would you rather have you know Tony Romo in the third or fourth round for the entire year, or have Ben Roethlisberger in the ninth round, and I don't know Carson Palmer maybe if you took him back to back for the first four games or something like that. Yeah, I agree. I I think Roethlisberger should be taken in that scenario we were talking about before, with the back to back quarterbacks are very close together. Uh, the only thing you have, it's there is a risk with Roethlisberger. Oh, of course. It's it's not just four games. Their bye week is week five, and if that suspension is not lessened, if he does something, he screws up, or Goodell's just you know gets some poop in his food or something, mm-hmm. you know that's not just a four game suspension. That's through week five, which is the bye, and then an additional two weeks because the bye weeks don't count in the suspension. So you're missing seven games. Most fantasy regular seasons are 14 weeks at the most. Yeah. So you're talking about half the season shot. So if you do take him, you got to make sure you get somebody else. And you got to make sure you get somebody else that could carry you for the first half of the season. No, I agree. I think he's just more one of those guys where um, if you don't get one of those elite quarterbacks and you are sitting there and – you know, you're thinking, oh, I need a quarterback. There's no one here I really likes. So you're just taking best available type guys. And then you see yourself in the ninth round or the tenth round, you don't have a quarterback. You know, you're looking at him and Matt Hasselbeck. Who would you rather take? You know? Yeah, I'll take so, Roethlisberger. I agree. You could probably get Hasselbeck the next round. <laughs> probably get him way after that. Yeah, so. All right. Um, so who do you got for this division? Uh, I, I said it earlier. I love the Steelers. Uh, I think they have the easiest schedule in this division. I know the games only differ by two on the division schedule, but who they have at home, who they have on the road. I just, I really like the Steelers. Uh, I think those first four games, it's Atlanta at Tennessee, at Tampa Bay, Baltimore. I think you could easily see them go two and two and probably see them go three and one without Roethlisberger. And then assuming he comes back, I think they'll just get stronger as the season goes on. So I have the Steelers at 11 and five. And then I have the Bengals and Ravens tied at nine and seven and i have one of them being my wild card team wow Get off I, I just Take I, one. I i don't know which one i'm gonna go with the bengals okay thank you i'm gonna go with the bengals uh why not i i, I support the bengals uh with chad ochocinco's reality tv show so i'm gonna go bengals i think carson palmer has a better year i think they're the the second wild card and the ravens who have been a lot of people's pick i think they're gonna miss out on the playoffs Okay. And the Browns suck. Yes. Yes, they are terrible. Um, I am going to actually take Baltimore to finish first in this division. Um, I, I I like their team. I think Flacco, uh, you know, going into uh, his third year here is going to step it up a little more and uh, kind of mature. Why do you think Flacco is going to make that step, but we both agreed that Matt Ryan wasn't? What do you see different in Flacco versus Matt Ryan? Um, I... I, I don't know. I think I've seen more. 
Joe Flacco didn't team surrounding him. You know, I... it's it's part of it. I think part of it's the the philosophy um, with that team. I think uh, I, I like the defense better. Uh, the fact that he's not going to be asked to do quite as much as I think Matt Ryan is. Um, I, I also like the fact that Matt Ryan just started off really hot. Like I know they had Ryan and Flacco, but Ryan had a much better rookie year. You mean because his first pass was a of his career was like an eighty yard touchdown? <laughs> yes, but also get to the playoffs and everything like that. Yeah, and uh, I, I think Flacco progressed a bit last year, um, and I think he's going to continue to do so. So I, I just think that the, I don't think he's going to be great, but I think he's going to be good enough for them to win this division and make the playoffs. Um, and I have Cincinnati actually second. Um, I, I like that offense a bit. Uh, I think they have. Uh, the kind of you know a lot of options to spread it out. Um, Cedric Benson played well last year before getting hurt, and I think he can do that again. And uh, I, I like that their defense is very young, but they got a lot of talent out there. So we'll see. I think, wild card? Uh, no, I don't have them making a wild card. Very um, interesting. And I have Pittsburgh finishing right there next to them at third. I, I'm not. I'm very down on Pittsburgh this year. I think the Roethlisberger thing is going to hurt them more than people realize, and I think it's going to take Roethlisberger a little time to get back into it, and I just don't think they're going to recover. Um, I, I think it's going to be close, and, and I certainly have Cleveland in the last place. I smell a wager on that Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, anything you want to say about Cleveland? Uh, <sighs> Would have been funny if you just abruptly ended the podcast and we moved on to the <laughs> AFC West. Uh, I could do that. <laughs> I can just edit that shit out. Yeah, no, nah, it's all right. Yeah, no. Uh, so sorry, Cleveland, but uh, it's not. I guess God's been shitting on you a lot lately. <laughs> you better without LeBron anyway. Yeah. So all right. Well, thanks for listening to the AFC North, and we will move on to our next division. And keep on listening. <laughs>